return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Steadfast, faithfulness, solid, praise God. And glad to thank you for your ministry here in the church. So, Deb's got a word for us tonight, so let's welcome Deb as she comes to share. You got a mic? Got a mic? Okay. I do. Yep. Yep, All right. yep, 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 yep. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. So I suppose you've noticed it's a little windy today. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. But you got to think so, yeah, it's, they, don't the, the professionals, the, the spirit-filled leaders all say that it's first in the spiritual and then in the natural. So come Holy Spirit, right? Yes, With the yes, rushing yes, mighty yes. wind. Father, we ask for the yes. breath of Yahweh upon us tonight. Thank you, Lord. Lord, yes. let everyone Thank in this you, place feel, sense the rushing mm. mighty wind. Lord, the breath of mm. Yahweh upon them. Yes. Restoring and reviving. And Lord, impart to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation even tonight. And thank you, Lord, for what yes. you're up to in the church, reviving in our nation, yes. sending revival. Blow across the land with your breath, Lord, yes. and bring revival in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes. So I'd like to speak tonight on a Greek word, <laughs> parakletos. It's taken from John 14, verse 16. It's the word that Jesus gave for the Holy Spirit. So let's read it out of the King James here. John chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus, now the disciples have just found out that Jesus is going to be leaving them. And they're a little distressed. Quite distressed. They just don't understand. How are we going to make it without Jesus? And Jesus says, I will pray the Father. I will ask the Father. And he shall give you another comforter. The word comforter is parakletos. That he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you and he shall be in you. Now, like I said, Jesus is trying to explain to the disciples that there is a plan that they aren't going to be left alone. Other verses in John 14 use the word, um, you're not going to be orphans. You're not going to be comfortless. You're not going to be alone. Amen. I'm going to ask the Father, and uh, he's going to give you another comforter. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about this word, another, because you might think that it means, most of us, when we read another, we think something different. So... I first thought I was going to teach this on a Sunday, uh, Sunday school session. But anyway, this is my example. Take it or leave it. <laughs> so pretend I'm going to make a strawberry pie. I'm really good at a strawberry pie, by the way. Okay, so I go to Hy-Vee and I want some strawberries. But they're out. They have none. 
like no strawberries in the store. So I say, hey, listen, I've got to make this strawberry pie for Pastor Dave because it's his birthday. (laughs) And I got to have some strawberries. And the guy says, I got another one over here for you. Why don't you make blueberry pie? Nope, that won't do. So they call in somebody. I don't know. We'll make up a name. Betsy. Hey, we've got to get some strawberries for this lady. And so Betsy says, hey, I just happen to have in the back room some Sanderson strawberries. Big, juicy, delicious. That's what Jesus is talking about here. When he says another, he's not saying a sorry substitute. He means I'm going to give you something better. The best of the best. That's what Jesus is saying here. Another of the same kind, even better. Now, I'm hoping tonight to expand your understanding of this word parakletos. That's why I kind of use the Greek word, because it's a very rich word. And if we peek at it, we're going to probably be hanging out quite a bit in the Amplified. So if you would turn, give us that on the screen. The Amplified Classic for John 14, 16 has several words to kind of help us understand what parakletos means. I will ask the Father, and he will give you. And you can underline that. That is a promise from Jesus. You can take it to the bank. I will give you another. And here are some of the words to define what parakletos means. I'm going to give you a comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby that he may remain with you forever. Say that with me, forever. Forever. I don't care what you ever go through. You will always have anybody in union with Christ has the Holy Spirit. So this precious Holy Spirit dwells within us. But as I'm going through all these things tonight, I want you to keep asking yourself, am I allowing the Holy Spirit to be this for me? Am I allowing the Holy Spirit to do this for me? Am I even asking him? Maybe I didn't even know he could do that for me. All right. So um, the first word is helper. Um, Strong's Concordance defines parakletos as one called alongside to help. And I heard somebody once years ago define it as an expert in every field. Like, I don't care what you're dealing with, whether it's math or music or decorating or fixing a car. We have an expert (laughs) right at our side. And when Jesus was walking the earth, he showed up to help a whole bunch of people. I mean, here's just a couple little examples. The disciples, when they were struggling in the boat in the middle of a storm, Mm -hmm. Jesus showed up, spoke to the the winds and the waves. Uh, He showed up at a wedding when they were struggling with the embarrassment of having run out of wine. He, uh, He showed up for Peter, who had to pay his taxes, apparently was out of money that day. Jesus said, I just happened to know that that fish right over there just happens to have exactly what you need. Hmm. And that's just the way Jesus is. If we just ask, and sometimes before we ask, he shows up and gives us the answer. And sometimes, have you noticed we get these little nudges or we get these things that come to our head and we're thinking, what's that about? I don't know. Then all of a sudden, oh, that's my answer right there. All right, number two, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. There is no one in heaven or earth 
in the entire universe who can soothe and console and ease the pain like Jesus. And friend, when the scripture says, and Jesus said it, the Father will send you one of the same kind. That means whenever, whatever you're dealing with, you have Jesus with you. You, it's just like his arms are right around you. It's just, when we open the word of God, this is the living, breathing word of Jesus himself, the Logos. Hallelujah. When we worship, and Isaac, are you here tonight? You did a great job the other night preaching on fellowship, the power of fellowship. When we get together, there's this, it's like Holy Ghost connected to Holy Ghost connected to Holy Ghost, and this power begins to flow. Hallelujah. Uh, It's the breath of Yahweh. Acts 9.31, there's this little verse at the end of the chapter. Now, this is the whole chapter about Saul getting converted. So there's kind of this uproar in the church. And at the end of the chapter, then it says, Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and they were edified. Important word, we won't be talking about it tonight, but it's one of the things the Holy Ghost does for it. Builds us up, develops us, matures us, strengthens us. And all these churches, all these people in the churches were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, and they were multiplied. Now, Jesus is this master at edifying. He's a master of encouragement, and that's actually what the word comfort here means. It's a, it's a rendition. Instead of parakletos, it's the word paraklesis, which means encouragement. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun. You should look up what Barnabas means in the Greek. Mm-hmm. It's like the same word. I should have looked it up so I could explain, but it was like Pericle, Mr. Paraklesis. Like, wouldn't you like to be called Mrs. Paraklesis? You're the encouraging one. Encouraging. Yeah, praise God. So, um, Yes, so here's all these people in the church, every one of them being built up, edified, and comfort. So it's so cool about the Holy Spirit because he does it individually and personally. Like even tonight while we were worshiping, the Holy Spirit didn't just hang out over here for Randon and build him up and encourage him. No, he was building up every one of you. It's very distressing to me when people... Don't engage in worship. I mean, they're the ones losing out. But when we engage, anybody who engages, the Holy Spirit will speak and edify and restore our souls and comfort and build up and do all these wonderful things that we're talking about today. Hallelujah. So number three, the Holy Spirit is our helper. That was number one. He was our comforter. Number three, the Holy Spirit is our advocate. And we sang that song today about how he is for us. Seven times on the screen it said, he is for us, he is for us, he is for us. Well, he's our champion. He's, yep. he's our best promoter, Amen. our biggest supporter. Yep. And, uh, of course, there are advocates who are actually professional advocates. Mm-hmm. For example, for the handicapped. Mm-hmm. There are professional advocates who actually work on behalf of the handicapped. Yep. And what's their job? Their job is to do research. Find out in their state or in their city, what are their rights? What can they expect? Or, and then if they don't have it, then the advocate works on their behalf to make sure it happens. Now listen, Jesus Christ, his Holy Spirit, 
is the one who does all this research. Because he knows the mind of God. He knows the word of God. He knows your identity better than you do. He knows your inheritance almost better than we do. And the cool thing is that he will let us know if we are listening. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, check out Romans 8, 27. It talks about God's mind, the yeah. mind of God um, being yeah. explained. So the Holy Spirit knows our rights as believers. He thoroughly knows our inheritance. He's got every detail memorized. What is yours in Christ? What is mine in Christ? He knows our position. He knows our authority. And he thoroughly understands our identity. Now, that part of John 14, 16, where Jesus said he'd send another, just like him. So I was trying to struggle, like, well, I don't know how to explain this, Lord. So the Lord said, well, look at how I was on earth. Because Jesus did advocate for people. So here's two little examples. One is the woman with the issue of blood. All right, so how did she come to Jesus? She came on her hands and knees. She grabs for a touch of Jesus' garment, the dirty part, and she's healed. She knows it. Jesus knows it. But Jesus stops. I mean, Jesus is fully aware of the crisis in regards to, because he's on his way to Jairus' house. He knows that little girl needs him like right now. But he stops everything and he says, who touched me? Now, why did he stop her? He didn't need to. Technically, because she was healed, he knew it. He could have just gone on his merry way. But he wanted to advocate for this woman. So the scripture is Mark 5.34. Did I give that to you? This is the only time in scripture ever, friends, that he called somebody daughter. He turned to her and he said, daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole. He was advocating for her because she came as a beggar. And he wanted her to know, listen, that's not who you really are. You are a daughter of the Most High God. So here's another example, the story of Zacchaeus. Not a well-liked man, right? I mean, I don't think most people called him Zacchaeus. Louse, jerk. What what some bad terms that aren't nasty nasty I don't know. Anyway, he was he was on the low list. They had no time for him in fact. All right, he wants to see Jesus. He hears Jesus is coming to town, so he climbs into a tree. Jesus didn't turn up there and say, "Hey, tax collector, come on down." You louse, you people that everybody hates. No, he called him Zacchaeus. Does anybody know what Zacchaeus means? It means pure one. Is that amazing or what? Jesus knew this. He is advocating for Zacchaeus, calling him by who he really was. I mean, you know how it happened with Gideon, you mighty man of valor. He didn't feel that mighty. He he had no idea. And some of us... A lot of us don't really know who we are, what we have, what kind of authority and all of that good stuff. So this is one of the jobs of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I've also discovered in my prayer life, I've kind of learned that I used to be one of these people who was easily offended, always upset at people, 
blah, 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 blah. And I'm just kind of, so I learned, the Lord said, pray for them. So I even had a prayer journal, and I, I threw them away because they were loaded with, pray for, you know, Lord, change this person. Change this person. I'm tired of this. Well, gradually the Lord started advocating on behalf of the people I was praying for. Do you ever have that happen? Like, well, I wonder if you understand what she's going through right now. I wonder if you understand what I've called him unto or into. And the Holy Ghost does that. It's so much fun in our prayer life if we'll listen, if we'll lay down the anger and the criticism and just let the Holy Spirit, he will advocate for others as well. Number four, the Holy Spirit is our helper, he's our comforter, he's our advocate, and he is also an intercessor. He intercedes for us, but he also helps us to intercede. So uh, Jeremy had this wonderful verse up here, Romans 8, 26 and 27. So if we could go back there now, this is the kind of the key verse about intercession. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And here's this verse I was talking about earlier. He that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now the key word I want to talk about here is up here. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth or helps. So in the Greek, um, Dr. McCrossan, a noted professor of Greek, explains that this word is a compound word. It's actually three Greek words put together. Soon, S-U-N, means together. Anti, or anti, means against. And lumbano means to take hold of. So if you put them all together, it means to take hold together against. And in this case, we're talking about the infirmities, the weaknesses. And you have to take hold together with someone. That's the Holy Spirit and me, or the Holy Spirit and you. Or think of how much powerful it is when you have more than one or two or three or four, all taking hold together against the infirmities. And by the way, that's the same word, helps, that Martha, the Bible uses when talking about Martha. When Martha said, Jesus, get my sister in here to help me. We've got to take hold together against this big job we got. Um, So another meaning then, well, oh, here's another little thing I wanted to explain. Well, you maybe already know this, but I'm sure you do. But um, so I heard this guy, or I read it in a little book, where this gentleman said, you know what? I heard that Jesus was doing all this praying for me. And I heard the Holy Spirit was also an intercessor. So he says, I see no need to pray anymore. Jesus is praying for me. The Holy Spirit's praying for me. I don't need to worry about it. Wrong. Wrong. Because did you catch that? We have to be together with. It's me and the Holy Spirit praying against this issue. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit helps us, but he's not responsible for our prayer life. We are. Another meaning of intercession is to bridge the gap. Now, I'm sure you've all seen the wonderful pictures just of Jesus as the mediator. We have Jesus and God and this perfection of heaven. And then we have humanity, 
with the depravity and the sin and the great need. And Jesus bridged that gap. But that same thing happened when he died. The same thing happens when we pray, folks. Because here is our issue. And here's the plan of God. And the Holy Spirit bridges the gap. Bridges the gap as we pray in the Holy Ghost, even as we pray in English. Hallelujah. He releases grace. He releases favor. He releases his breakthrough power on the one who's praying, including ourselves. And uh, may I just say, I hope you're praying for yourself as well. There are a lot of people who have these lengthy prayer lists. They're praying for their neighbor and their friend and their relative, but they never pray for themselves. we got to water our own water, our own grass. Don't just water your neighbors. Yeah, God wants our garden growing. Number five, the Amplified also calls the Holy Spirit the Counselor. Um, there's several translations of the Bible, as you know. One of them is Hebrews, na- the Hebrew Names Version. It describes it like this. I will pray to the Father and he will give you another counselor. Or the complete Jewish Bible puts it like this. I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforting counselor like me, the spirit of truth to be with you forever. The famous scripture you know from Isaiah 9, 6, where it says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. His name shall be called... Wonderful, Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God. I got it in the wrong order. Everlasting God. All right. A lot of the commentators say that Wonderful and Counselor are supposed to be together. Well, I mean, let's face it. He is the Wonderful Counselor. There isn't anyone better equipped to bring us into emotional wholeness than the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself. But I kind of like thinking of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, as wonderful. In fact, I was meditating the other day, um, reading in Genesis chapter 18 about Abraham. I think it's verse 14. It's the verse where the three showed up to to tell him that the baby's coming. And the phrase in verse 14 is, in most of our versions, King James says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Well, the original Hebrew is actually, is anything too wonderful for Yahweh? Don't you like that? Is anything too wonderful for Yahweh? Mm, I love it. So, back to counseling. Um, Wonderful counselor. Yeah, that describes Jesus because he's a master of asking questions, right? They get to the root of the issue. He's full of compassion. He always shows great dignity. And, of course, peer counseling, like I said, is about bringing people into emotional wholeness. And who is better than Jesus who was pressed beyond measure at Gethsemane? It doesn't matter the trauma that you've experienced. Jesus understands it. And he felt it, friends. Were you able to find this NIRV version? Okay, Hebrews 4.15 This is the verse about having a high priest. Now listen to this here. We have a high priest who can feel it when we are weak and hurting. We have a high priest who has been tempted in every way just as we are, but he did not sin. Friends, Jesus took on himself every attack of the enemy in the form of shame, 
guilt, despair. He was betrayed. He was forsaken. He was lied about. He was mocked. He was scorned. He was treated shamefully. He was exposed naked on the cross. There is no one better able to counsel us into wholeness than the spirit that Jesus sent. The one just like him with the same compassion, with the same understanding and the same power to restore our hearts and to mend our souls. So number six, another definition of parakletos is strengthener. And before Jesus ascended into heaven, he told the disciples, don't leave town without it. Don't even try to preach the gospel. Don't make any attempt to advance the kingdom of God without my power. Because you're going to need it. My power and my strength. Acts 1.8. We're reading from the GNT translation. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be filled with power and you will be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We're talking about dunamis power here explosive, like dynamite kind of power. Wycliffe is very interesting here. It says, you shall take the virtue of the Holy Ghost coming from above into you. Where did, what, when you hear the word virtue, what do you think of? That story again with the woman of the issue of blood, right? Because Jesus said, I felt virtue go out from me. We're talking about the same kind of Holy Ghost power here. You shall take. So we've got to want it. We've got to receive it. We've got to open up and say, yes, I want it. Take the virtue of the Holy Ghost coming from above into you. Hallelujah. We're talking about supernatural strength. The same spirit of strength that invigorated and empowered Jesus is strengthening and empowering us. 1 Corinthians 14.4 explains that he speaks in an unknown tongue, and we're talking about the language then of the Holy Spirit. Whoever does this will edify himself, build himself up, strengthening himself. The Passion Bible puts it like this. The one who speaks in tongues advances his own spiritual progress. Anybody want to advance in your spiritual progress? (laughs) Hallelujah. Every time we pray in the Holy Ghost, we're being edified and built up. Now, I believe very strongly that God is talking here about spiritual strength, might and power on the inside, courage and stamina and endurance. But I also believe he's talking about physical strength. Steve Bachlin, I don't know if you remember him. He was here for a pastor's conference a few years back. He was explaining that when we do not attach faith to what we're doing, that that can lead to weariness. The things that we do every day, if we don't attach faith to it, like connecting to the purposes of God, then this weariness sets in and this tiredness. Like, um, We have to understand, well, we have to connect with the purposes of God. I guess it's really simple, right? Except... Maybe we need to seek God about that because if what we're doing every day, spending a lot of energy doing, we're not attaching faith to it, if we're not even in the purposes of God, well, let's just make sure we are, right? (laughs) We need to seek God for his purposes for us. So the Holy Spirit imparts spiritual strength 
and physical strength and emotional strength, endurance, stability, staying power. Don't you agree that half of energy is just the joy in doing it? Because if you're grumpy about it and you don't really want to do it, well, again, there's not a whole lot of energy, right? <laughs> Number seven, the last word used in the Amplified for John 14:16 to describe the parakletos, he says, is standby. Now, what does that mean? I'm searching the Lord and I'm saying, I don't understand, Lord. What's this mean? What's this mean? And he says to me, Debbie, you're just making it way too complicated. It just means I'm standing by. I'm just standing by. I mean, how was it at the creation of the world? The Holy Ghost was just hovering, even over darkness, friends, even over the void, even over the emptiness. And I don't care what you're dealing with right now, but the Holy Spirit is hovering. If you want to see him sitting beside you, if you want to see him standing right there, it doesn't matter. Just get him close to you because that's where he is. Standing by. And if you remember that um, phrase way at the beginning when I was defining Strong's Concordance says it means one called alongside to help. Well, I was wondering, asking myself, does that mean just because Jesus asked the Father, June? Yes. But also it has to do with us. Don't you think if we don't summon the Holy Spirit, if we don't call for his help? And the Bible says that the angels hang around just waiting to hear the word of the Lord. And then, zoom, they go about trying to make it happen, right? Glory. That's good. That's good. I believe it's simple. He just stands by with all the grace, all the love, all the peace. All the strength we're ever going to need, anytime, day or night, no matter the situation, big or small, Jesus' spirit is there for us. So I do have an eighth one that I just want to mention quick because I found it in the Passion Bible, in the commentary at the bottom of the page of John 14, 16. He explains that in the Aramaic, which is actually the language Jesus spoke, The word is not parakletos, but there it's the word parakleta. Parak meaning end, finish, do away with. Leta or leta, whatever it is, means curse. So this is a little insight into the power of the Holy Spirit because that's what he wants to do. He wants to put an end to end every part of the curse in your life. Hallelujah. And Strong's Concordance defines Paracleta as meaning a redeemer who ends the curse. So glory to God. He's he's powerfully at work in our lives, yes? yes? So Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for such a wonderful gift. The helper called alongside to help. The counselor, the Lord, restoring us to emotional wholeness. Glory to God. Thank you for being the great encourager and the great strengthener of our bodies and our souls. Thank you, Lord. Constantly, will you alert us, Jesus, to the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, and fill us, fill us, fill us. And Lord, I ask one more time, breathe upon your people with the breath of Yahweh, even tonight. In Jesus' holy and righteous name. Hallelujah.
Praise God, praise God, praise God. We have such a gift, such a gift in the Holy Ghost, such a gift. Hallelujah. And remember, he's one of the same kind, not a sorry substitute. It's the real thing, the best that we can possibly have. So bless you, bless you. I'll be glad to pray with anybody who would like prayer. Have a great week, guys. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.